Spiritual Coaching Podcast. We're teaching spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. Welcome. The goal of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast is to encourage and equip those whose God-given mission is to provide spiritual direction to the Church of Jesus Christ. We're training warriors to fight for the human heart. Our spiritual coaching is driven by a singular belief that every wound in our heart that's left untouched by God will hinder how deeply we can know Him and how fully we can follow Him. Only healthy hearts are free to develop a relationship with God that outlasts the pressures of life and every unworthy claim for our loyalty and devotion. Welcome. You found the Two Rivers Spiritual Coaching Podcast. We're teaching spiritual coaches how to fight for and guide reluctant hearts into a full and fearless devotion to God. Uh, in our last few installments of this podcast, we looked at the coach's role in helping people navigate dry spiritual seasons in their relationship with God. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the role of faith in spiritual coaching. Uh, how much faith do people need in order to see God move in wonderful ways in their lives? What does a, a spiritual coach say to someone who laments that they just don't have enough faith or who feels God is holding back in the, on them because they lack faith? All right, let's get started. And uh, I wanted to begin by uh, just making this, uh, this noteworthy comment. You might want to write this down if you're taking notes. I don't think the Bible teaches that we need a larger faith but that way need more acts of small... Okay, let me repeat that. I don't think the Bible teaches that we need, uh, you know, this large quantity of faith, but that we need more acts of small faith. We, we need a little faith in a big God. Uh, let, let's unpack that. I'm going to make an admission that a pro pastor probably shouldn't make, uh, and that's just this. The idea of needing more faith and the accusation that one's faith is too small has always confused me. When Jesus told someone that they didn't have enough faith, he said they only needed a very little. You know, as small as, as, as a mustard seed. And the mustard seed was the smallest seed in the garden, but when it, you know, it planted, it, it became the biggest of all the garden plants, so big that birds could nest in its branches. Uh, this is exactly the way Jesus said it in Matthew 17, 20. You don't have enough faith, he told them. I tell you the truth, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Do you see where it says you don't have enough faith, and then it says all you need is a small faith, all right? Jesus says that small faith brings large results. Planting a little faith that will grow into something large enough that it gives shelter to others as well. So, if we have faith equal to the size of that teensy-weensy mustard seed, we could speak to a deeply rooted tree and watch it be pulled from the ground. We could even command a mountain to go drown itself in the ocean. Small faith, big results. Um, someone who knows the, the Jesus story might say to you as a spiritual coach, yeah, but didn't Jesus chide people for being faithless and for not having uh, enough or for having little faith? Indeed, he did. But those conversations didn't demand, uh, they don't demand that we conclude they needed big faith, just a little faith in a new direction. A little faith for something that their, that their minds struggle to believe. More can mean both a larger quantity or a larger number of smaller quantities. A larger number of instances of a thing. A, a pound of faith seems like a lot. 
but so has 16 ounces of faith in 16 different directions. Jesus called people to faith for simple things like their daily provisions, but also bigger things like his authority over nature or casting out demons. So, so we could say that more faith is also just still a little ounce put in a big God to do very big things. Given all of Jesus' teaching about faith, we conclude that having faith in large quantity is not a single larger amount, but several smaller acts when they're added together. Acts that are looking towards um, both small and big outcomes. And with that clarification, we can understand uh, what having more faith means from a practical perspective. So, so here's a summary. Uh, more faith means, number one, faith in God for more things, as we've said. More doesn't have to mean a greater quantity in any one thing at any one time. More can also mean more acts of faith, more occurrences of faith, more little faiths. You don't need 10 pounds of faith if a single ounce will get the same results. That's wasteful. What we need is a little faith expressed in more and more areas, in several directions, on numerous things. An ounce of faith exercised 16 times in multiple small acts of faith equals a pound of that powerful stuff. And a pound is clearly more than an ounce. All we need in order to, to make sense of Jesus' rebuke for having little faith is a little math. One ounce times 16 actions equals a pound. Now, more faith also means, number two, faith in, in God for bigger things. So, more things and now bigger things. There's another way to think about more faith. All right, Jesus labeled their faith as little, not because it was small in size, but because they struggled putting a little faith in a big thing, like coming uh, a storm's fierce anger with simply a word. Fear totally destroyed their faith. I mean, you know, walking out water is a pretty big deal, something most of us would consider too big to believe. Feeding 5,000 people when you have no money or food is a pretty big deal as well. Even a little faith would be enough. But sometimes the things seem so big to us that fear and unbelief cancel all faith. So more faith is also believing even a little that God can do what we deem impossible. All right, that's the conclusion there again. So more faith is also believing even just a little that God can do what we deem is impossible. We're told that Abraham never wavered between belief and doubt, but that his faith kept growing stronger and stronger. Growth meant that he became convinced that God could do whatever he said he would do, even those things he thought were not possible. It grew in strength as he came to believe that there was more and more things that God could do until he hit this tipping point, at which he flipped over into believing that nothing was impossible for God. So here's a key statement. Big faith is barely believing that God can do a big thing. All right, key statement. Big faith is barely believing that God can do big things. Big faith is when we scarcely believe that God can do and will do whatever the size, more than we previously thought he could. See, see, the size relates to the number or scope of things, not to the amount of faith that we put in God at one time. He waits for us to offer him the littlest expression of faith. Having more faith is expanding our understanding of and belief in God and what He can do. So, uh, more faith means 
uh, faith in God for more things, faith in God for big things, and then lastly, third, our faith is in God. Now, in case you didn't notice, I've carefully chosen my words to make sure you understand that the key is in what our faith is directed at. It's faith in God we're talking about. about. Uh, faith isn't like a, a magic potion that forces the elements to obey our wishes. If that were possible, it wouldn't require God or that we trust Him, just that we trust our elocution, uh, the perfect resuscitation of the incantation. If we understand biblical faith correctly, we aren't trusting our faith. The focus there is still on ourselves because it's our faith. You know, I've often heard it said around church that faith works, and, and I get that, that, that point. But for those uh, that are new to all this Jesus stuff and faith stuff, that could be confusing and misleading. Now, faith doesn't work. God does. Having faith that an elephant can't, can fly can't make it possible. That won't work. There's no magic that can do that. It would be less confusing for everyone if we said that God is dependable. God is able instead of faith works. You see, we're focusing on God, not on faith. And while we're clarifying focus, let's, uh, let's talk about promises and faith. I want you to know um, that faith, that God could do something, isn't the same thing as God will do something. All right? Faith that God could do something isn't the same thing that God will do something. Finding a little faith doesn't magically mean a miracle will happen. Faith is not positive thinking by which we think we can control God. Faith doesn't force God to do anything that he can do. God's reliable, so his promises are sure. If we have faith God will keep his promises, it will happen. If we believe that having faith that God can heal someone means he will heal them, now we're headed for a load of disappointment. If God knows a thing is good for us, he'll move heaven and earth, literally if necessary, to bring it about. But he will also say no or not yet till the timing is right to get the most good out of a thing as possible. Remember that our list of needs never perfectly match God's. We sometimes accuse God of not being dependable when all he's done is protect us from something we want, but that will bring unnecessary and unproductive pain into our lives. Now, um, let's be careful, okay? Ask spiritual coaches. Be careful that we don't tell people they need more faith without explaining what we mean. Don't tell people their faith is too small as a way to explain why God doesn't act as they felt he should, or maybe as you feel he should. At least not unless... Uh, you know, that's explained the way we're explaining it here. When God surprises us by failing to move in some expected way, no, we feel we can't put the blame on God. So we might be tempted to blame the person that's in need for not having sufficient enough faith for God to act, which is just making them feel worse and which is cruel. Be careful uh, judging people's hearts and motivations. Actions are one thing, but don't pretend you know all that's in their heart. Only God knows that. Um, if they profess to believe in Jesus Christ, they have a little faith. They need more faith in the sense that they now need to trust God for something additional. So don't believe them when they say they have no faith or don't have enough faith if it's an excuse to not obey. We all trust it's just what and whom we trust that we need to question. Maybe they trust themselves too much and need to redirect that faith towards God. 
uh, in order to exercise more faith. All right, this is the practical part where we can apply it. In order to exercise more faith, we need to look around our life and even ask God to show us where we're having trouble expressing any faith at all. If you feel your faith is too small, look for some place new to express it, to expand it. Stop beating yourself up about it and rest in the fact that while humanly impossible, with God all things are possible. God's big enough so that our faith in Him need not be huge, okay? Need not be huge. Look for something in your life that you don't uh, that you just don't believe God can or will do and start there. For example, maybe you don't believe that God cares about what you need or, or that he um, would even uh, know about your needs. But then you find Luke 12, 6 through 7, uh, that tells us that God cares about enough to know the number of the hairs on our head. Or, or you discover that God knows what you need even before you ask. As you think about these claims, your heart is suddenly warmed with the smallest glimmer of hope and expectation that God does know and does care. Well, you've just expanded your faith. That glimmer is a little faith. It's grown in number because uh, your faith is growing in number because you've dared believe these claims just might be true. That is more faith. You've trusted God for a new thing. Just a glimmer of trust in God and an expanding collection of possibilities. Spiritual coaches warn people who test God by telling him uh, what they want and holding back their loyalty until they get it. You know, you know um, well, if you do this, then I will trust you. Warn those who trust God uh, will do the thing when they have no promise in Scripture that he will. Warn people who say, I'll trust you if you do this thing over here. You know, no, God might humor them. He might do that thing, whatever it is, and he may not. You can't manipulate God. Warn those who feel God owes them something because they've upheld their end of some previous, some perceived bargain, when again, they have no promise in the Bible to that point. Um, we get so mad at God sometimes when he's just being true to himself, but not cooperating with our demands. So next time on the Two Rivers Spiritual Coaching Podcast, we'll expand, we'll explain to spiritual coaches the importance of community coaching and the heart to the process of spiritual growth. Thank you. We're honored that you've taken the time to give us a listen as we teach spiritual coaches how to guide Christians into a full and fearless devotion to God. If you'd like to contact Pastor Kara to ask a question, give feedback, or sign up for coaching, you have two options. First, you can visit our coaching website by going to tworivers.church backslash lifecoaching. Be sure to hyphenate life coaching. When there, just click the button in the blue banner. On that page, you'll also find free tools to use in your spiritual coaching practice. Additionally, you will find a link to a blog where you can get a transcript of today's show, filled with Bible references and other content not mentioned on the podcast. Second, you can email Pastor Carrie directly at carrie at tworivers.church. That's Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at 2-T-W-O, rivers.church. If this content was helpful, please jump over to iTunes and SoundCloud. Search for the Spiritual Coaching Podcast and give us a like and share the podcast so that more people like yourself can find us. Again, thank you, and we hope to see you on our next episode of the Spiritual Coaching Podcast. Okay.